Blog Talk Radio. Are you ready to take a bite out of the competition? Are you looking for ideas to make your business better? Welcome to the Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet. Sponsored by Apple Capital Group. At the core of every successful business, you'll find people making a difference. And with each episode of The Core Business Show, we talk with those people, examine those ideas, and explore the strategies that make them special. Now, the host of The Core Business Show, Tim Jacquet. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Core Business Show. I'm Tim Jacquet, your host. Today, I have the pleasure of having uh, Nels Nielsen, Jr. He is a professor of philosophy and religious thought and author of God in the, uh, God in the Obama era uh, there at Rice University. We would like to welcome, to welcome to the program. If you want to chime into the conversation, please call in at 347-324-3460. And, or pose your question in the chat room. We will be taking questions after 15 past the hour. Well, welcome to the program, Professor. Good to be with you. I guess to begin with, uh, our audience like to hear personal stories about the person. Um, so kind of tell us about yourself and how did you come to Rice? Well, uh, I went to Pepperdine University in California and then spent some time at Yale earned my degrees and taught undergraduates there for three years. Uh, Rice was wanting to expand a little bit in religious studies. We're not a uh, church school, a confessional school, but uh, I had a wonderful time working historically and philosophically with uh, students of a whole variety of backgrounds. Uh, I got interested in the religion of the presidents when Jimmy Carter came along. He was a kind of interesting person, and I wrote a book about him, got a German and a Dutch translation, and then I kind of followed along on the uh, uh, ethics and religion of the presidents. There's a whole wonderful variety there, Mm -hmm. and uh, then I tried to bring it up to date on this interesting fellow, um, Barack Obama. Tell us if you... uh, uh, how about uh, Jimmy Carter? What prompted you to write something about religion with him to up to today's date? With well, uh, Carter, Carter got into office by going to Iowa and reporting himself as a twice-born Christian. Wow! And uh, he's to the present present an idealist, his own kind of Southern Baptist, very much his own type. I suppose if I were to bring my book up to date now, I'd have some perspective on Carter that I didn't have when I wrote it. Mm-hmm. But uh, religion's always in the background of the American presidency. It's disestablished in our country. We don't want union of church and state. But in this separation of church and state, uh, religion has flourished. Re- Americans are quite a religious lot. And now we have a Mormon candidate, that's something's new, and a black president. And what I try and do in my book is to be not just eulogistic or say good things. I try and be critical, look at the problems. president today has to deal with Iraq. He has to deal with Iran. He has a whole problem with the Middle East. And uh, I think there are a lot of things that Americans need to view critically there. Wow. 
and from this new uh, born again Christian from Jimmy Carter, and I remember when he ran in the uh, uh, late seventies to what we have today. Um, even you look at the presidential appointments to his, uh, uh, to the uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, then also you look at President Obama. Now we have a Mormon that's running. How does, in your opinion and your thoughts, uh, how Americans will accept having a Mormon? It's not a born again Christian. It's not a Catholic. Even they have some issues with Catholics, but uh, going all the way to this ex- not ex- extreme, but going through uh, discerning a a candidate who is actually a Mormon. Well, I think it's an interesting question. If you look at the figures on the surveys, still about 18% of Americans say they wouldn't vote for a Mormon. It's a fascinating religion. It's very much a part of the candidate's life. Uh, I think this time we're fortunate to have uh, two Harvard graduates, both from Harvard Law School, uh, running against each other for the presidency. And uh, both of them are well-trained and competent people. Um, Romney, I think, was a successful governor. I think his Mormonism will uh, enhances what he has to offer. The interesting thing about it is that the religious right, the Protestant religious right, and to a considerable extent the Roman Catholic religious right, if one can use that kind of phrase at all, mm-hmm. both those groups are accepting Romney and supporting him. It, it's This is always, uh, you, if you compare it with Europe, my wife's European, uh, Americans are much more interested in religion. My undergraduates, whatever their religious background, were curious about it and interested in it. Uh, and um, it, it's um, it's here in the American milieu. It's in the shadows, but it's it's still around, you know. And John F. Kennedy, of course, was our first uh, and only Roman Catholic president, and Romney said, "Treat me the same way." Uh, Kennedy made his speech <laughs> affirming full separation of church and state right here in Houston. Uh, you can't look at the American scene without it, uh, but then uh, it has interesting sidewinds, as they say. Wow. It kind of tells us uh, a lot of our people don't know anything about the Mormon church. Uh, I mean, in the past, it was just branded like a cult. And not to be fair, this is what people used to, because uh, they didn't have those fundamental beliefs. Can you bring us today what is Mormon, uh, Mormonism? Well, there's a lot of good uh, literature on it now. Joseph Smith, of course, was the founder and lived in upstate New York as well as in New England. Uh, he uh, got the Book of Mormon from the gold plates that um, he claimed were given to him. Mm -hmm. It's a very American in the sense that it says true Christianity was abandoned at the end of the apostolic period. So Mormonism is a restoration of true Christianity with its apostles. 
And uh, one of the problems, of course, was that Smith was a bigamist and advocated bigamy. His church has long since abandoned that. You know, it, it's, uh, it's centered in Salt Lake City. It accepts the scriptures, the Christian scriptures, and adds to them the Book of Mormon and some other books. Uh, these are very earnest and uh, upright people. Uh, it's Brigham Young University is perhaps the largest church-sponsored university uh, in the United States. Young Mormons go out. Uh, some of my friends have gone out for a year of missionary work. Uh, Mitt Romney uh, did his missionary work in France, was nearly killed in an automobile accident, and himself has functioned as a bishop in the Mormon church. Uh, it, it's a very positive American uh, kind of institution. There are certain views that uh, are not there in the other American churches. Uh, there is baptism for the uh, for the dead, uh, picking on a wow. word of Saint Paul, and um, this. Uh, puts an outreach. Uh, there's wonderful genealogical work done if you want your genealogy. So Lake City is the place to go and get it. Uh, there is celestial marriage. A marriage is permanently permanent and will go on through all eternity. And the uh, true believers will be rulers on other planets. It, it, uh, it has a very strong family ethic. And it was about time we were having a Mormon candidate. We had two of them, of course, you understand. Uh, mm -hmm. The uh, former governor of uh, Utah also uh, ran. He'd been ambassador to China. So Americans are having to learn about Mormonism, and it's something different, even as we're having to learn about uh, uh, Islam. And, and uh, there's a certain rub in learning something new. Wow. So let's back up for a second. Uh, we have a question here, um, uh, which we're, since we're talking about this topic before we switch into your book, uh, does the Mormon believe in Jesus Christ? Oh, yes. Uh, Romney okay. will give a wonderful testimony to, his, to Jesus' divinity and to Jesus' atonement. And um, the New Testament material, of course, is supplemented. Uh, by the Mormon scriptures, uh, but um, this is a $64 question. Uh, are the Mormons Christians? And uh, I try and be objective about it. Um, yes and no, uh, because uh, they add to Christianity, or to traditional Christianity. It's a very different kind of thing than, say, the Anglican Church, or the Roman Catholic Church that has continuity through the centuries. Uh, it does claim a priesthood, and it is sacramental. And the temple, of course, is closed to all but the true baptized, except uh, when the temples are first built, the non-baptized. Um, um, oh, it, it's, it's a very morally upright uh, Mormons are not in Mormons don't drink tea or coffee or coke, but they're a vital part of American life. Uh, 
and uh, by and large, I think, a very positive part of American life. You also mentioned a couple of other things regarding um, uh, marriage is forever, uh, is one point. But what happened uh, um, all of a sudden when they decide to abandon what they previously believe and believe that marriage to one person is for life? Well, there was a long fight with the federal government about this. Okay. Uh, Smith himself was murdered, and it was Brigham Young who led the Mormons, um, tens of thousands of them, groups immigrating from, from Europe to Salt Lake City and establishing their headquarters and temple there. Um, Afro-Americans, blacks, were not allowed to the priesthood until fairly recently. It's a church with a strong hierarchy, uh, with a president, with a group of apostles. It it can be said sociologically, sociologically to be something of a sect by its its strong character of membership. Mormons participate in their social work and uh, in their church services, um, but it certainly has a, uh, a strong belonging group. Uh, there are some who drop out, and like any other religion, then they're anti. But uh, it, it's it's very American. Okay. Uh, last two questions before I should go into your There's some main very topic. good literature on that, you know. Okay. If our listeners just want to sure. check it out on Amazon, um, some very good books written by Mormons and non-Mormons. It's 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 a fascinating kind of history. Any books you recommend? Well, um, yeah, they're in my uh, <laughs> uh, my book. Uh, okay. But it, it's Perfect. on the internet. Okay. The last one we uh, you mentioned something about is if you want to, they have a outstanding archive of history. Uh, if you want to look for your ancestors, why is that? Well, uh, you see, there's a book in one of Saint Paul's letters in which Paul says, "What shall we do for those who are baptized for the dead?" So one of the things that came with Joseph Smith and with Mormonism is they are baptized for their um, for their ancestors. And uh, if you think baptism is necessary for salvation, then this is what goes on with the uh, with the Mormons. Uh, if you want to say something negative about that, they they were baptized. Um, for uh, people that were killed in the Holocaust, so the Jewish uh, group, um, Jewish community simply protested. But uh, if I wanted to find out about Nielsen for a thousand years back in Denmark, the place to go to find out about that is Salt Lake City. So this wow. is a very unique and distinguishing kind of thing about Mormons. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, their strong sacramental sense a strong sense of hierarchy and priesthood. Um, it, it's it's um, traditional Christianity with very American modifications. 
Okay. One really needs to go to Salt Lake City and visit it and hear the choir that there is at Christmas time. And, of course, uh, the traditional response of Protestants uh, and, I suppose, Roman Catholics as well is very negative because of the bigamy factor there. Uh, Romney's own family uh, was in um, in Mexico to avoid the bans on uh, Mormonism in this country. Abraham Lincoln sent the troops out to a uh, uh, long fight about um, about bigamy. A time had a section altar three weeks ago about some people who were still very attractive women practicing bigamy. Um, you know, Abraham had wives, and uh, but this is not the Mormons have a strong family ethic, um, and um, well, they're very, simply a positive part of American life. Wow. We're going to take a break for a moment, and then we're going to dive into your book. Uh, we'll be back after this commercial break. Thank you for listening. You're listening to The Core Business Show. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing, commercial real estate loans, and asset-based financing in the U.S. and Canada. Apple Capital Group is a direct lender that lends on their private equity investment portfolio. 90% of most loans are decided within two hours, and vendor funding within 24 hours after documents are completed with a one-page application. No slow no's, just a quick decision and a fast yes. To get more information about lending from Apple Capital Group, call 866-611-7457. That's 866-611-7457 to speak with one of our loan specialists. Or visit us right now at applecapitalgroup.com. Welcome back to The Core. Once again, here's Tim Jacquet. You're listening to The Core Business Show, sponsored by Apple Capital Group. Apple Capital Group in Jacksonville, Florida, is a commercial lender that specializes in asset-based loans, equipment leasing and financing, invoice financing. Okay, we're back with the program. We had a, a power surge for a second. Uh, so I'm sorry about that. We had a power surge, so we had to reboot the system during the commercial break. Dr. Nielsen, you still there? I'm still here, sir. Okay, I guess, uh, apologize for that. Hey, let's talk about God in the Obama era. Uh, talk about your thoughts in your book on uh, on that. Well, um, you know, the fascinating thing about Obama is his mother was a sociologist and anthropologist. Uh, she was a skeptic. She studied all religions but none. None were accepted. She took her children to... Uh, services in Hawaii where they grew up on Christmas Eve. They visited Borobudur when the family was in Indonesia. Obama is a person who came to accept Christian faith, 
while he was in Chicago as a sociological worker. So uh, whereas Romney is a cradle Mormon, Obama is a convert. And he converted and joined a very activistic um, church in Chicago, one that advertised itself as uh, both black and Christian. Uh, but uh, he's a person who studied religions. He was in Indonesia with his mother for a while. He probably knows more about world religions than any other president that we've had. Uh, but uh, I think his faith uh, is very clearly expressed, for interest in, for example, in the recent prayer breakfast. Uh, a fair percent of people who are opposed to Obama, there's no other way to put it, it's more than 10%, want to argue uh, that uh, Obama was a Muslim, is a Muslim, He's chased out his birth certificate to prove that he's not. Uh, but I think he's a, a sincere and informed Christian, even as I think Romney is a sincere and informed um, uh, Mormon. Uh, the thing about American religion, I think you must know, Roman Catholicism takes on a American guise, uh, what goes on in America is pluralism and tolerance. Thank God for both. Uh, this is a country premised on religious freedom, and um, that's out in um, in uh, the experience of our president. Now, in America, I think it can be said the Mormons were persecuted. Uh, the blacks certainly, if... Um, George Washington would be terribly surprised, if not shocked, uh, to encounter someone like Romney and would probably say, buddy boy, get back in the slave pen. Uh, mm -hmm. This is something really remarkable, uh, I think, uh, unique at least, that we've jumped uh, Catholic-Protestant barriers in, in Kennedy. Uh, some of us were quite enthusiastic, maybe naively enthusiastic about Kennedy. But uh, Obama has this background. It's University of Chicago background. He was University of Chicago, and then he did the Harvard Law Review uh, as editor. And the interesting thing about that is the Justice of the Supreme Court uh, was also editor of the Harvard Law Review. Uh, and uh, that kind of pluralism, what's characteristic of Americans, we have a lot of intermarriage. It's mm -hmm. more between Protestants, but it also runs over the lines between Catholics and Protestants and Jews. Uh, I was just down this last week to the new Muslim temple in Houston, uh, pluralism, I think, is a very wonderful thing. It enables religion to flourish. It also has certain dangers, of course, of religion dissolving. But there's not a, um, you know, if anyone tried to say, well, I don't believe in God and run me for president, he wouldn't last very long. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think someone like George Bush, Jr., uh, was not as uh, he, he had a conversion experience, uh, 
but um, there's a tremendous variety in American presidents. Obama's model certainly is Abraham Lincoln, and Abraham Lincoln was, on the one hand, I think most of the literature would agree, one of the most uh, religious presidents we've had. Uh, in um, the Gettysburg Address, it's, it's a theological document. But uh, on the other hand, Lincoln uh, was not a church member. I, I think it can be said safely he was not a born-again Christian. He grew up on the frontier and didn't like what he saw in religion there. So there's a, there's a whole variety in the American kind of thing. Teddy Roosevelt's our activist. He wants to change the world. Woodrow Wilson's a tragic war president, but the war was tragic. Uh, Franklin Roosevelt was an Anglican vestryman uh, mm -hmm. who brought both Jewish and Catholic figures into American government. So there's this whole American pattern here that's uh, very different, you know, than the uh, European pattern in most places, and I think uh, very creative. And uh, Obama and Romney are part of that pattern. Wow. So does the person, as they grow up, uh, does religion really affect the way they make decisions in life? And as an administrator, uh, does it also influence how they make their appointments as well to the Supreme Court and how they conduct uh, their administration? Well, it's a very interesting thing now. Uh, there is not a long tradition of Roman Catholics in the Supreme Court. There was one signer of the Declaration of Independence from the Carroll family, a relative mm -hmm. of Bishop Carroll. But um, now we have six Roman Catholics, six the of the nine justices are Roman Catholics. And this is a fascinating development, American tradition. Roman Catholic immigration came to this country after the Civil War. It's after the Civil War that we have large numbers of, uh, of uh, Roman Catholic and Jewish immigrants and some overt anti-Catholicism. But uh, certainly now we have three major groups in America, the Jewish, the Roman Catholic, and the, uh, and the uh, Protestant. And um, um, I've had some very happy friendships with uh, Roman Catholic hierarchy here when, um, when they've had to deal with them in terms of the university. Um, yeah, I think... Um, Americans, I have two grandchildren, are concerned uh, for religion, but it's it's. Um, I I think one of the beauties of it is you can reject it. It doesn't come down from authoritarianism, as in some European, or if you look at the African or the uh, the religion flourishes in in. Um, you know, this this is one of the things I think that America has to give to the rest of the world is freedom and tolerance. It came in the Roman Catholic tradition in the Second Vatican Council, but um, lots of intermarriage. Uh, America is a free but a religious country. That's a kind of a paradox mm -hmm. that, uh, you know, Russia has got religion back again now. 
So 60 or 70 percent of them are Eastern Orthodox, 5 percent church attendance. Well, in America, you know, we get 35, 40 percent church attendance in many parts of the country. And um, there's a certain openness here. I'm a little up on it because uh, I had students, you know, and they take your course. Well, they want to learn about Hinduism. So, well, learn a little Hinduism and Buddhism. If you learn another religion, you'll learn more about your own religion. Mm -hmm. And we do have active Hindu and Buddhist communities here. Uh, And uh, there's internationally, I've been to the Vatican and met the people at the World Religions Group. And they're very interested in Buddhist Christian um, um, exchange. There are places on earth where Christians are persecuted <laughs> along with Buddhists. But uh, the American scene is a, is a very different kind of scene. Um, if you look at the presidents, there, there's, a, there's a whole uh, tradition here. Uh, look at a man like Clinton. A fascinating fellow, or I mean, you know, he had his moral problem, but uh, he was Southern Baptist. His mother was not anything he was. Um, it, it's it's um, the, the, if you look at a man like Nixon, Nixon was a very um, he was a religious guy. Uh, guy is the word for it, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, also a moral failure. But uh, Nixon had his religious moments very much. Get us back up for a second. When we talk about the uh, the Roman Catholics, uh, is there a particular reason that you can see uh, why we having more Roman Catholic um, justices on the Supreme Court? Oh, I think chance? it's just just a good part of American life. Um, of course, the Latin Americans, we draw a couple of... Uh, uh, the Roman Catholic school, Georgetown in particular, Catholic University a little bit, but Georgetown in particular, mm-hmm. uh, Roman Catholics do very good work in uh, legal tradition, and the uh, you know it reaches back to the Middle Ages. So lawyers from Georgetown are very well trained people, and um, it's 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 one interest that goes with canon law and and uh, uh, Catholic interest. Not to say that we don't have good Jewish lawyers or Protestant lawyers, mm-hmm. but uh, I think there's a certain vitality. Um, to American Catholicism, that that it living in the midst of what has been Bible Belt in many respects, um, you don't take your own religion just for granted. And uh, of course, we do have in America a certain amount of skeptical tradition. We have uh, some very overt um, uh, atheists, but um, you know we. We don't put them in jail. We learn from them. And mm-hmm. uh, I've just been down, you know, at the new Muslim temple, as I say. And, and 
um, I'm up on pluralism. It, it seems to me to have wonderful uh, kind of of advantages with limitations. Well, uh, you know, you can ask, what would Washington do today? You know, I think that's a fasc- fascinating question. He's a very shrewd man, not uh, an intellectual or an academic. He believed very much in religious freedom. Um, They were a very excellent group of men, those first half-dozen founding fathers, to get this country free from England in the first place, and then to be people of the Enlightenment. uh, John Adams sent a letter to the Muslims in Morocco. We're not a Christian country. We're a tolerant country. And these were people very much uh, steeped in uh, freedom, the Enlightenment, but uh, the first four of the six held slaves. So Washington and Jefferson, too, were all the time talking about freedom. Jefferson was interested in religion very much as a man of the Enlightenment. He and Madison certainly brought religious tolerance to this country, uh, but um, (laughs) the Civil War was a tragic kind of war, uh, very deeply religious on both sides, as Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. And uh, religion's in the blood of the Americans, but uh, not in terms of religious establishment. Mm-hmm. Wow. What do you like to leave us with in your book, and where can we find your book? I know you mentioned at the top of the hour. Uh, also, if you have a website as well. If, yeah, uh, if uh, God, have... God in the Obama Era, yeah. And both of my books, my new book on... I I try and bring this up to date in my new book on 212 uh, presidential election. I think there's some interesting questions there that have to be debated. Uh, American religion has taken a turn toward the right in fundamentalism and in reaction against it, a certain kind of liberalism. Um, This is a country that has its Billy Graham and... uh, it's it's um what I try and show in this book is um how um how would someone like Lincoln look at our at our um, present time Stephen Carter who's a black has written a, a wonderful book uh on Lincoln a novel trying to figure out what would have happened if Lincoln uh, had not been assassinated what had happened if he lived on what problems would he have faced in Reconstruction? But I think Lincoln's a very great man, but he's not an academic. Mm-hmm. And uh, he believes in God firmly, but not uh, in the revivalist born-again tradition. Um, it, it's, um, you know, I, I just what would Teddy Roosevelt be if, um, if he came into our situation? Teddy'd have to learn something. Because he was very pro-war. He thought war was a very noble thing and noble to the human race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at World War One, in which Roosevelt's own son was killed. So we've, we've had a whole variety of people uh, 
I think one of the really great achievements of the Americans and the period after World War II is the way in which Western Europe and America handled the communist question and finally outlasted communism in Eastern Europe, helped to bring it down. That's a remarkable time of time when America was selling freedom and democracy in a Stalin period. And uh, Roosevelt knew that um, uh, Stalin didn't believe in God and told him to quit persecuting people. Russia was a terrible time of persecution for more than a quarter of a century there, one of the worst in all human history. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and Americans, uh, you know, Americans believe that religion is necessary to a fulfilled life. And um, that's, that's what we call civil religion. Uh, the Jews, the Roman Catholics, and the Protestants, and as well as the Mormons, are convinced that we can't run our national life just on power, just on might, but um, in God we trust. And um, that's pretty deep in the, uh, in the American tradition, and I think we'll see that no matter who wins uh, this coming election. Wow. Well, what's uh, well said, again, I really appreciate you coming on to the program. Anything you'd like to add in closing? Well, the details are in my books. Okay. They're both on Amazon. Perfect. On uh, Amazon. Okay, great. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you coming on the program and, and giving us a wealth of information about the uh, uh, God in the, the Obama era. And I guess we'll see what happens uh after the election. Good, yes, indeed, yes. Great talk. I'm sure to you. give you a call. <laughs> Same here. Take care. You Thank bet. you for coming out to the program. Again, it's been another production of the Core Business Show. I'm Tim J.K., your host. You can download this episode on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. Please check out Dr. Nielsen's book, uh, which is on Amazon, God in the Obama Era. And we're sure they're going to have him back on the program after the election to see uh, what he's forecasting for the future for America. Thank you for listening to the program. Tim J.K., your host. Take care. Thank you for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim J.K. For a free quote on equipment leasing and financing, visit our website, applecapitalgroup.com. That's applecapitalgroup.com. And fill out the information to receive your free quote. We hope you'll join us for our next episode. And remember, you can always get to The Core via iTunes. You'll find all our previous episodes there. Thanks again for listening to The Core Business Show with Tim Jacquet.